Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's Salt Pepper Ketchup. Salt Pepper Ketchup. It's the podcast that's powerful, authentic, and culturally relevant. It's about healing. Healing. <laughs> I'm Zoha. And I am Angel. How are you feeling today, friend? I am good today, doll. I'm doing really good. Um, I'm glad we had some time to talk before the show and kind of hang out a little bit. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Anything yeah, man. Significant? Man, this week wore me the fuck out again. <laughs> it always does. <laughs> Work be having me tired as shit, yo. Um, but no, it was a good week. This week, I got on my yoga mat for the hey. first time. Woo, woo. Work in progress in here. I know, right? I was really excited. The last time I did yoga, I was 17 years old. Oh, my God. It's, it's been like 20 years. Yeah. It's been that long. Wow. So I'm excited. It's a pretty little purple yoga mat. And I'm, you know, I'm picking my little yoga videos that I can watch so I can start practicing. And it felt really good. Like I didn't do it for a long time. But one thing that stood out to me was how when I got on the mat, how immediately I felt grounded. Mm. Like almost it was almost as if the floor was holding me. It was waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. It was awesome. So, and then the other thing I did this week that was a really great thing is I went back to therapy. Right, right. So, you know, I was just like, let me go ahead and call my therapist and see what she doing and see if she got some time for me. And they were like, yeah, girl, we got time for you. So I was like, all right, put me on the schedule. And I love my therapist. She's a very sweet and funny lady who... (laughs) Let me tell you. Okay. She asked me if I listen to country music. Right. And I was like, mm, no, nah, girl, I, I don't do country music. <laughs> Come up with some other suggestions. Right. She also suggested knitting and crocheting. And I was like, yeah, come up with some more suggestions. Right. Those are mindfulness activities. He's trying yeah. to give you. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping me grounded. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's really what I'm focusing on these days is um, how to stay grounded and how to stay focused in life so that life doesn't run me. Right. And then I'm working kind of in co-creation with life. So, yeah, okay. that, that's my week. So I'm really good. I'm, I'm oh, feeling man. good. Oh, man. How I had a week? Yo, it was, it was interesting. Um, fought off a non-COVID uh, strand of something that's going around that the kids are getting at the end of the year. Um, what else? Actually, I had a good week. I would, Other than that, I mean, I taught so much this week. This was one of the most teaching-ass weeks I ever had. I taught a lot of yoga this week. That's awesome. How many um, clients did you have this week of students? Ah, uh, 10. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I had a lot of clients this week. Um, that was really... Normally, I'm about four or five clients a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like an uptick for me. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. We here, we here. That's what we was talking about. <laughs> um, okay. Getting some momentum. Right, right, right. And um, a lot of people don't realize, you know, that even... F- Teaching two people a week on top of your own practice is a lot of movement. That is a lot of movement. You know what I'm saying? Especially for beginners, because a lot of beginners have to see the practice in order to participate. Mm -hmm. Um, So 10 new people, 10 people who 
other than the one person who's been with me and been able to stay on for the last almost six months. Go, Tina. Oh, she right, Tina. To the podcast. That's why I was like, that's what's up, Tina. Um, who has um, maintained her practice for six months. And so she's the one who's like, yo, keeps me going, really. Everybody else is just filtering in um, and filtering out, which is nice. Um, and oh, I'm having a Father's Day sale on the site. I love it. So um, go on the website, www.zohaminslight.com, if you want to get, you know, your dad or the dad in your life or the man in your life something crystal, sparkling, and healing. Or book them a yoga session. Hey. Oh. Um, that's an idea. But other than, other than that, you know, I've just been living life. Out here chilling. Happening. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that's the best way. Just go with the flow. No. So, yeah. What are we talking about today, friend? Today we are talking about lack and abundance. Ah, I, th- I feel like this is perfect after last week's show. We had, before that, we had patience and grace grace and then we went into mindfulness Mm -hmm. with ashley which was stupendous it was absolutely fantastic and then we're going into lack and abundance yeah because this is a conversation we hear a lot on these internet streets right right tap into your abundance but a lot of times we don't hear people talk about the other side of the conversation which is the Lack. lack conversation yeah and why your abundance conversation isn't flourishing hmm yeah. You know what I mean? They always want to tell you to do the positive shit to boost your abundance, right? Right. But don't tell, you, tell how to you how to work on your lack shit. Right. right. Because yeah. just, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. They do go hand in hand. It's like a yin and yang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So where you want to start? Well, let's start with lack. All right. Um, and talking about what lack is all about. Lack mm-hmm. is not having stacks. <laughs> <laughs> In its simplest form, not having stacks. <laughs> no cheddar. <laughs> it ain't getting no better. Right. Um, yeah, lack is, uh, of course, you know, it's about money. Uh, and then it's a, a mindset as well. It is. Yeah. I think, I believe that lack is about believing that you don't have enough, mm-hmm. that you are not being enough, mm-hmm. and that you aren't believing enough. Ooh. Right. Right. So you you're you're disconnected from the limit, your limitless possibility. That's right. You can't even see what's possible because you're so caught in the lack spiral. And it's easy to get caught in the lack spiral. Hell yeah. Like it's you. It don't take much, um, especially if you've had experienced a lot of lack in your life to attach to that energy yeah to that conversation and make it a part of your life consistently yeah yeah lack is definitely a a mindset and i think that in a lot of our life experiences you're right a lot of our life experiences do inform our lack conversation what we believe we have what we believe we deserve Mm -hmm. and what we think is possible right right and I think, too, it's a part of that comparison conversation mm. that a lot of us are constantly engaging because of the way society is and mm-hmm. the fact that we're always mm. looking at materially what we mm. have or don't have or what somebody mm. else has or access to that we want. I, you know, especially kids. Yeah. You know, I remember that being a huge conversation as a kid, lack, um, because 
you know, I didn't have access to certain things that other kids had access right. to. And it was obvious and it was made obvious right. all the time right. by other kids. Right. So that lack, I might not have known how much of a lack, how much lack or we, how much we didn't have if I didn't go to school. Right. Yeah. If I wasn't interacting with social. other children. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that uh, childhood lack conversations definitely can stay with you for a lifetime. And it takes work to clear those off. I know so many older people who grew up um, in the uh, 30s, you know, old people. Mm -hmm. And they are hoarders. Yeah. Because of this. Yeah. Um, Ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean... And my mom included all of those people who grew up that I know who grew up in very poor situations, eating, you know, barely nothing a day, mm-hmm. um, not having um, proper clothing and mm-hmm. all of that. Um, they their houses are filled with stuff. Right. It's the trauma response. Right. And, it, the, and it, it's like to the lack. If you're mm-hmm. like, do you even use this? And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Closets and closets of clothes and shoes that they're never going to wear. Can you stop talking about me? (laughs) (laughs) Put my business on the street and shit. It's real, though. (laughs) It is. And and, and that was the first conversation. um, I think foster care helped me with that, honestly. Um, Being constantly ripped from spaces and only being able to take the clothes on my back and what I could fit in a trash can. Mm Mm-hmm. Help me become dematerialistic or unmaterialistic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I had no choice. Right. Um, I didn't think of it at that of it as that at the time. I thought of it as like, damn, mm-hmm. these people are fucked up. I don't even everywhere I go, I got to start from scratch. But mm-hmm. it has helped me not be so attached to materials. Right. right. Yeah, I think attachment is a really great. A really great point to look at when you're talking about lack, Mm -hmm. because lack says that there's an expectation that I'm supposed to get something. And if I don't get it or don't have it, then something's wrong or not okay. Right. And this this is just not material. This could be emotional. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If we think like I was supposed to get this thing for my parent. I didn't get that. I didn't get it. And so you're constantly trying to force that relationship into Mm. that space. That's Mm. a lack conversation. Like Mm. if I didn't get this certain thing from this place or if I'm looking for it from every relationship that I encounter, that's a lack conversation. Right, right. Um, You know, and then people will be like, oh, she got mommy issues or daddy issues. It's not. I mean, I guess it could be called that, but it's actually a lack. Right. That's yeah. attached to that lack conversation that you have. Right. Yeah. I, I like the point that you bring up about relationships. Because for me, a lot of my lack conversation shows up in relationships. Mm. Or like, I believe that there's something missing in my life. So then I have to be in relationship with someone and getting into the relationship for the wrong reasons. Because I'm looking for something. I'm searching for something that I think can exist outside of me. When the truth is, in reality, all that I'm seeking already exists inside of me. Right. Because if you desired it, then you have the ability to create it. Absolutely. Right. You so can even, if you can identify, identify that it. it's missing. Exactly. Right. Then yeah. you know that there is a way that this is created. And you don't have to go outside of yourself to yep. get it. Absolutely. But something tells us, um, you know, that. 
Well, we're taught that. Yes. Socially, we're taught, yes. we're taught that you need to go out and acquire a relationship, acquire a job, get these things, get money, get stuff to make you a valuable person in our society. Right, right. And right. if you don't have these things, then you're not vi- valuable. I, I, um, you, you made me think earlier to commercials when you talked about oh children. Oh, God. Remember how beautiful they used to be when we were Everything young? was fucking beautiful in the commercials. And you always wanted to have what it was they were selling. Right. And that was specific programming for yep. us. It was very intentional programming of people. I used to have a teacher that used to say in high school, turn off the idiot box. <laughs> and I used to be like, this bitch is tripping. I'm not turning off the TV. <laughs> Right. (laughs) But now I understand her point because it was brainwashing. Right. Right. But what it created was this complex. I know for me as a poor little black girl in D.C., it created this complex within me that I felt like I wasn't good enough. I'm not good as those kids in the commercials. I'm not good as the Cosby kids, as we used to call them in my house. I'm not good enough. No one's going to love me or give me the things because I'm not like these images that I right. see out in the world. And created it created a huge lack conversation. Right, put you me. in a deficit. Yeah, like I was already in a deficit because we were poor. Right. But then if I added on the social commentary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about who I was, it made it even worse. And so as an adult, then I had to learn, and I'm still learning, but I had to learn how to reconfigure that tape. Yeah, you just took me back because that that part, what you just said, I saw that. But I always thought, well, if I'm a good person, it shouldn't matter. Right. Because that was also that programming as well. Um, You know, we had all of these cartoons, He-Man, the Smurfs. uh, I love the Smurfs. So many cartoons (laughs) were that conversation was prevalent the, the good duality between good and bad right you know optimus prime the decepticons and it was constant gi joe mm-hmm. every silverhawk every cartoon we had yep lino yep. mumra every cartoon thunder, thunder, we had had a light energy and a, and a dark. dark energy mm-hmm. and so it was also teaching us at the same time it doesn't matter what you have as long as you're a good person. So in my head, as long as I was constantly putting the effort for to be a decent and good person, then people should be kind to me. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so a, that, it was whoa. a very, a fuck, a hard rock. Hell yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Because when, when people I, did something, something negative to me yeah. because of my social standing you and that I was you want poor, a good person. I was, I would be completely confused at how, why are you doing this? Because I'm good. Mm. And it made me terribly angry and frustrated. And I would always be like, well, I'm a good person. Why is this happening to me? And that I couldn't at that age understand the social construct of materialism and lack and mm-hmm. abundance. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I lived so far on the social construct of lack that I was defined as a bad person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't afford mm-hmm. abundance. So your lack, the lack that you saw early in life that told you you were not a good person. My lack that I saw early in life told me I was unworthy. Mm. Yeah. And and I think as we're talking about this, not being not a good person and unworthy, those are two huge boulders. Yeah. To have on our shoulders. And then you have to come from underneath that. Yeah. And then 
have a new narrative about who you are. And that's that's hard fucking work. Yeah. And it's the shitty thing is the good person conversation. Then you start to realize the materialism conversation while you're not being chosen. And then that starts to drive you. Right? Mm. So now I figured out, OK, in my 20s, I figured this out. OK, oh, well, I know how to look like a good person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know how to look like the people I that are perceived as good as people. Good people. Mm-hmm. But now, in order to get that, I have to take on these behaviors. Ah, so you're not only looking and believing, but now you have to perform. Right. I have to take on these behaviors that do not technically fit into the good person. Mm. Right? Mm. It's the mask of mm. the good person. Mm. Mm. So now I got this conversation that I'm not good, mm-hmm. that I have to overcome by materialism. Mm-hmm. So now I, I know how to look the part. I know how to do my hair. I know how to act in public. Mm-hmm. I know how to dress. Yeah, I can speak the code. I can, yep. I can do the language. The yep. code, this is the code switching that I Code switching is real. Right, right. This is the code switching that I experienced to become less popular to more popular, mm. to less accepted to, to more. more accepted, right? And I took the mean girl route <laughs> because that's what fit me. You know what I mean? Like you was, were a good mean girl. Oh too. my god, you did it well, petty bitch. Ah. <laughs> All my petty bitches, and she still lives in me because I did it proficiently, <laughs> and she was necessary. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like because they would call it your villain era now. Everybody has a fucking villain era. Okay. That, you know, starts on the bottom. Right. I mean, some people don't. I know one person in my life that didn't have a villain era. And I swear to God, she is the most kindest, goodest person. I don't even know how she functions. Honestly, I look at her in awe, Roberta. Like, (laughs) I really look at her. Like, nothing in life ruffles her feather. She never changes. She never responds. She's always happy and joyous no matter how fucked up shit is. And I just be like, this bitch ain't real. But (laughs) I know she is. And and it's like just aspiring to see somebody like that who never reacts. Right. Who It's like the the Zen way, the Buddhist way. And she don't even do it. It's not even intentional. It's just like her personality. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like she's like, I'm a Buddhist. And I'm just, she just really just be like, yeah, I really don't care. It's just don't matter. I'm just going to be me. And I just be like, yo, that's so pure. <laughs> it is. And it's just rare. You know what I mean? Most of us do not um, stay above the fray. Yeah. Most of us get sucked in <clears throat> by the waves. Child. The fray is like quicksand. Uh, it, it's, it, yeah, it's like the never-ending story when the horse dies. We're all collagenal. What, what was his name? What was the? I told you before. You didn't see the never-ending story. I, Why are we friends? I told you before. I didn't like stories like that as a kid. I never liked human puppet interaction. <laughs> I always thought. I was jaded as a kid. I was an angry little kid. Oh, and my so God. Stuff like that didn't work for me. I hated Mr. Rogers. I hated all that shit. You hated Mr. Rogers? Yes. I did like when they would go into the, the palace in the imaginary land, though. Okay, on I, the train? Yeah, and I like Sesame Street. So there were a couple things I liked. But I was I was so jaded as a child from the, the, the um, dysfunction that I was seeing in my family. I couldn't even fucking enjoy shit that was for children. And that's the truth. 
Um, yeah, I had a negative life perspective very early on in age, like five years old. I was like, this is some bullshit. What's going on around here? I don't believe these fucking TV shows. Our tax is the horse's name. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Sorry to go on my tangent. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. That That's so sad. I, I hate that for you. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It like, is what it is. That movie was my childhood. I cried. I never, I never, and we turned it on. I remember it being on TV, and I remember watching the boy and the dragon and flying and all, but I didn't like watching it. So I just. Wow. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I hung out around too many adults. As yeah, a kid. yeah, yeah. No, I was a kid, man. I really enjoyed dumb shit like that. Like, I still watch that movie. I made my kids watch that movie. Um, Do they like it? They loved it. Oh, that's They great. were kind of like, it's old looking. Like, you know, it's not up to date. There's right, nothing right. you can really do with that type of old right. movie to make did, it. Did you watch E.T. with them? Have they seen E.T.? I don't think they've seen E.T. Watch E.T. I actually them. didn't like E.T. Oh, okay. I don't fuck with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I did like E.T. though. I thought it was I, I mean... I'm more of a batteries not included kind of girl. Okay, right. I could yeah, get that. yeah, yeah. But ET kind of he wasn't cute. I didn't get it. Oh, what about Mac and Me? Mac and Me was cool. Yeah, but ET uh, uh, nigga just flying off in the sky with your kid. Y'all, nobody's concerned. Like this, these are all red flags for me. <laughs> It was kind of too dark, like yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't, and maybe that's why it resonated with me because I was a dark child. Yeah, and so, yeah. I, yeah. And I think the Never in the Story was kind of dark too, but it also had like princesses and fairy, like all types yeah, of shit see, in there, and like I, that. Yeah. I think made it like lighter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we just went on a whole we did eighties movie <laughs> tangent, but yo, if you haven't seen eighties kids movies, it was really a good time to be a kid. I like go see the boy who could fly. Yeah, oh, Benji. Oh my god, the shit was like so good. What's the one Otis and um the two dogs? Oh, I don't. I, uh, I see. See, that. I watched those kinds of movies. Oh man, no, I like stuff. Like Milo and Otis. Milo and a, Otis. Milo and Otis. Oh man, because the dog they were two animals, but of course they had human voices and yeah, you know. I think that's where yeah yeah I like fantasy, but I didn't like animals talking like that. Oh, yeah. Like real animals talking. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, fuck that. Why? Yeah, see, I was into all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. real dogs don't talk. <laughs> all dogs go to heaven. You just reminded me of that. You know, we we did go on a full tangent. Yeah, it's okay. It's but okay. I know we got, we got here, though, because we were talking about what we learned early on in life. Right. About how, how you show up in the world. Yeah. And how you have to wear the mask. Right. In order to um, assimilate. Right. Basically, that's what we're doing um, right. to fit in and to get that desire fulfilled that you want. Yeah. And then to all be consumers, too. Yeah. They want us to wear the mask, you know, be imposters and be consumers. And if you're a consumer, you can't focus on yourself. That's right. Because you're constantly looking at what's next. What should you have? And, what, yep. and we're all susceptible to that. I mean, I have an iPhone. I'm not this bitch that's not, you know. I am iPhone army. Like, I will never. <laughs> I know. I know it's just the Android. I know this. I know. I don't care. I've been there. It's just what it is. It's some things I'm just like, hard, are hard process. I get that. I was, I was always, <clears throat> like, I was a, a Mac person and not a, a Windows person. Right, right. So, like, that's always been my processing. It just works better for me. So, right. 
snobby, snobby in that way. Um, and it's uh, aesthetically pleasing, honestly. It just looks better. Well, yeah, it does look better. I will say that. I'm an Android person, um, but I will say iPhones are cuter. Yeah, I mean, it's just some things you just are just a part of your personality, you know what I mean? And so that's why that type of chameleoning would probably did probably appeal to me when I was younger, um, you know, to in order to fit in the right. materialism and all that stuff. And then you have to um, figure out where that and why that lack conversation is driving yeah. why it's so important. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't walk around with these childhood wounds forever i mean can lots of people I mean, do yeah, you could you could i mean it, but it is worth to explore if you have a lot conversation where you believe um certain things won't come to you or you're not good enough or you know you shouldn't have certain things you should ask yourself where do those beliefs come from and typically they always come from some childhood stuff and it doesn't have to be necessarily a super traumatic experience right. it could be something really small yeah, yeah it could be something someone said to you one day and it stuck with you and it, it created this um belief in your mind about who you are in the world right i remember this one time when i was a kid um, and this has followed me to this day and I'm just, I don't care. I'm just going to keep it because I do not, I'm not going to jail for something this stupid. I got, it was my birthday. It's my birthday in two and a half weeks. Actually, mm-hmm. it was my birthday. And one of my neighbors gave me $10. It was the first time I had actual money, like real money, like not a quarter or not a dollar. Right. right. She gave me $10. $10 was a lot of money in 1980 something. Okay. So she gave me $10 and I was so excited I could you the things you could buy with ten dollars. Yeah, you could get all kind of shit with ten dollars from the oh corner store. So I went to the corner store yep. and I bought. I went to the carryout and I bought me some fries and uh, uh, steak and cheese. <laughs> and then I went. And my little sister. I used to do my little my littlest sister. That's ten years younger than me. I used to do her hair, and we didn't have bow rats. And so. I was so excited because I wanted to buy her some borats because oh. I used to braid her hair all the time and I ne- we never had borats to put on the end. So I went and borats were like 79 cents for right. a pack or something like that. So I went and bought two packs of borats and I went back to the carryout to get my food. And then I was like, oh, we need trash bags for the house. So I went back into the corner store to buy the trash bags. And of course it was a uh, Asian owned corner store i go in and um i you know but they didn't give you a receipt unless you ask for it right right, right. and it's a corner store and nobody it's a corner store nobody gives you a receipt store. or whatever right so i come back in with the bow rats in the black bag that they gave me in my uh steak and cheese and i go to get the trash bags and when i come up to the front he tells me i stole the bow rats and you just bought the bow rats from bought him the bow rats right so i'm like crying and i'm screaming and i'm like no and he snatches them out of my hand he calls me a thief what's which is for me good person <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> i would never steal like you know I, that was one of my defining characteristics was that i was going to always be good mm. so for someone at that point in my life um for someone to call me a thief it was very like it crushed me right you know what i mean um and so he snatched them out of my hand told me to get out his store whatever and you know i cried and i called my brother's father um who at the time i called my dad um and i told him what happened he came he drove all the way from um 
what do you, where did they live? Landover, Maryland, and came to the corner store and walked in there, and he made them pull out their receipts and find the sale. Where, oh, good for him! And um, they gave me the Borats back and everything. And he said, "You always get your receipt. You always get your receipt." And he screamed it at me and everything. And now I don't care where the fuck I am. I want my fucking paper receipt because what you won't do is call, call me a thief. thief. <laughs> Listen, I'm glad you told that story because that is how the narratives start mm-hmm. in our brain right. about who we are. Right. And that's why adults have to be careful how we talk to children and what we show children because it sets people up for the rest of their lives. Right. And if my brother's father hadn't did that. Right. If I didn't have that support, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how crazy I sounded for him to get in his car and drive from Landover. Oh, and, but I guess some part of him was like, oh, fuck no. You know what I mean? Like, you right. know, um, <clears throat> and he knew me. Right. He knew you, you wouldn't steal no yeah, I'm not that And how person. would you even steal Borats and come back in the store? Child, ain't nobody. Don't, don't get me started. There's so many things packed into, into that, that one story. story. Yes, that's, like that's, so I mean, black many things, right? In our have communities, been having have a contentious relationship, shit. right, with folks who run these corner stores and carry outs for years. Yeah, always been a damn problem. Yeah, that's another show. Yeah, and then and and that was like me feeling abundant. Right, you were going in. Right, you were going to do your sister's hair. You got your steak and cheese. Right, you chilling. Right, and then and I even thought, well, my family doesn't have this item in our house. Let me take my money and buy it. You know what I mean? And it was like, it was like that man didn't realize what he was stomping on. Right, right, yeah. That's why we have to be careful with our words. Yeah, because we can crush people. Right, right, and that, and that, like, literally, like, has seeded something in me about like being righteous Mm -hmm. honestly Mm -hmm. like a lot of people don't have that conversation where they have to be right (laughs) right (laughs) i do right um so i i check and i check and i check and i check and i check again right because i don't like being wrong i can be wrong i don't don't enjoy it it. yeah Yeah, you know what i mean i mean who likes being wrong though for real I guess you're right. You're right about that. I hate to be wrong, though, but I know that's rooted in my judgment of myself. Yeah. So I, I, I'm clear about my shadow side of self-judgment. That shit is serious. It is. <laughs> I, Chris and I were just talking about it this morning before you got here. Mm. Like, you know, that super judger effect is intense. And so much so that I don't even realize I'm doing it half the time. Right. It's just a roll, t- a tape plan automatically. It, but it's seated in watching uh, my great grandmother who raised me judge everybody mm. from a very early age. I learned how to judge people mm. and talk about people and critique people. So now and that's attached to lack, too. It is. Yeah. Because if I feel good about myself. Right. Then I'm not out here critiquing and judging right. everybody. Why do I give a fuck what you got? Exactly. I'm so full with the bountifulness of who I am. Right. That I'm not in the, the drudges. Talking shit. Right. Because, yeah, I, it's really the internal conversation that I don't want to have with myself mm-hmm. that I'm turning on you. Right. And we talked I'm about it that. your responsibility. We talked about that last week right. with mindfulness yeah, and talking exactly. about people and projecting shit right. onto other people. I think this is a nice segue yeah. into abundance. Okay. Well, let's go. 
it's abundance. I, mean, <laughs> I think it's about believing that you'll have all that you need. Mm, I like that. Faith. Faith. Active. Okay. I, I agree. I, I think abundance is, right, The being open to the fact that you're taken care of. Yeah. That Receptive is to it. That is always going to work out yeah. in your favor. And whatever the evidence shows. Yes. I think faith and abundance go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And abundance is akin to optimism. Ooh, yes. Go ahead. If you believe it, you can achieve it. Oh, my God. This nigga <laughs> just turned to Jesse Jackson. <laughs> but no, for real. Like, I really, truly believe that in... In order to have an abundance mindset, mm-hmm. you have to be optimistic about life. How, <coughs> how, okay. Pray tell. Yeah. How <laughs> do we move from lack to abundance? Because you, you just said, we just talked about how insidious lack is. Like, yes. It could be connected to so many things. It could be connected to not having enough um, love. It could be connected to not having enough materialistic mm, stuff. It could mm. be connected to not having enough money. It be connected to not having enough self-worth. Ooh, that's a long list. That's a lot of work. Well, I think one of the first places you start is with gratitude Woo-hoo. and appreciating that which you do have. Right, right. Appreciating the breath that travels through your lungs. So that's a good place to start. Start small with yeah. something just as small as that. Like I'm breathing. Yeah. I am abundant. Yeah. Cause it's dead niggas out here. Yeah. I know that sounds stupid. I mean, <laughs> listen, you know, <laughs> but I, I mean, that's obvious. It's dead people out here. Oh my God. But no, so but you, I think you make a good point. You know how people say somebody didn't wake up this morning. Right. That's what I'm saying. And I used to hear that all right. the time and be like, like shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Right. <laughs> I know that. I know that. But now as I'm getting, um, as I do, as I grow more in my own understanding, what I'm realizing is that yes, it is, it yeah. is a gift that I even woke up this morning and it's a new opportunity for me. Now, do I wake up every morning feeling that way? No. Right, right, right. A lot of mornings I wake up and immediately my to-do list is on my mind or I'm thinking, you know, but in those moments where I'm being present, I'm just acknowledging and saying, thank you that I'm here. And I think gratitude is for somebody who can, who has some optimism. This is, Mm. this is a huge step for somebody who, doesn't have a worth conversation. I will own that. Yes. And because if, if I tell somebody who doesn't have a worth conversation, there's people who would kill to be where you are. Mm-hmm. They can't hear me. Yeah. Well, as someone who has a wicked worth conversation, mm-hmm. <laughs> that motherfucker is a bitch. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned how to do is to start taking assessment. Mm. Of what it is I do have So making a list Like yes. a pros and cons not, Maybe not a pros and cons list But a thankfulness list mm. Or a gratitude list Or you know a values list mm. Like what do I have What mm-hmm. can I work with I have my brilliance I have my voice I have my hands You know I have my um, sense of compassion So there's a lot of things I could put on the list Right Right. But you do have to start making lists for yourself And if it's just one thing It could be one thing to reflect back to yourself Who you are Right And it 
you know how um, on Friday when the mama said, he said, it's not enough. And she'd be like, make it enough. <laughs> That's how you got to be with yourself. Like, you're so right about that. You got, if it's one fucking thing and you'd be like, it's not enough, make it enough. Let that one thing yes, be make your good it thing. Yep. Enough. Yep. Like, because as long as you're playing the comparison game, and Jesus, it's a long, oh, it's so easy to intense, play that game. involved, <laughs> mentally d- uh, devastating game. I really wish we would, as a people, divorce ourselves from this fucking game because it's killing us. <clears throat> well, yeah, but you know. There's so many systems that are set yes. up to have us be in comparison. I was on TikTok the other day. I'm on TikTok every day, multiple times a day, but I was on there <laughs> the other day. And I realized after scrolling through a few videos that I was comparing myself to the people. Mm. And I was like, Angel, what the fuck are you doing? First of all. Y'all are not the same. No. And you're not supposed to have the same life path. And how, dear, are you comparing yourself to people you don't even fucking know? Don't even fucking know. And that's the whole fucked up point about social media, right? I could put up a picture or a video and you get 20 to 30 seconds, maybe a minute of my life. And you think you know. Right. But that is the sickness of comparison. Right. Exactly. Because comparison is not something that goes in depth. Right. It's all surface. Yes. It's only what you can see. And that's why we get so sick when we're trying to emulate other people because we're emulating something shallow that means nothing. Right. And this is why I try to be as transparent as possible. I ain't going to tell y'all all my business because it's none of your fucking business. <laughs> but I try to be as transparent as possible on my social media. Like it takes this much to get here or it took me this thing or even in my relationship we have to work through this thing in order to present this thing. right it's not uh automatic some days are easy yes because you know if you do something ninety thousand times one one or two of them days is gonna go like right you know right. easy um but there are often interruptions in my process you know what i mean and this is where you get to Identify your patterns mm-hmm. and interrupt them. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that you can get to the other side of and get to present what you want to yourself. Right. And not just to the world, but to yourself. You know what I mean? Because it's really like we all have processes that we go through. Like, um, I'm trying to think of something. Uh, for the most part, I'm pretty, oh man, like automatic like person, like, Trying to think of something that I have to process deeply. I'm not even quite sure what that is at this point in my life. Oh, because <laughs> I'm so always processing. Um, well, okay, so I'm writing another book. All right, so I wrote five books in five years because that was my goal, and then I haven't written a book in two years because I was like, ah. But now I'm trying to write this next book, and it's different than everything I've written. Right? Oh, I can't wait to hear about it. So every fucking day I'll hear a sentence uh-huh and in my brain i know i'm supposed to stop everything i'm doing and, and write it writing, down right but there's this resistance in me because i'm so attached to the outcome you can record it right you i could i could do all that shit have i <laughs> okay keep going right but because 
because I know my pattern, I can watch it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I can watch myself can go it. through the pattern, right? And so one day I'll get to the point where I'll be tired of watching the pattern. Right, right. Of observing the right. pattern of, here's this note. You should stop what you're doing. Put it down. So it's not the whole story. It's a piece. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a piece of inspiration for you to write the story, right? Right. And... To get pat over myself and whatever it is that I'm struggling through around the connection to this becoming successful. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that is one of my, everything I want, I do, I want it to be successful. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the question is, how do you define success? Exactly. Success is relative. Exactly. I define, I define success differently for every project. Right? right. But for this, for some reason, for this thing, I want it to be Ah, right I wanted to be like You know Those congratulations Things that you put In the text Like in my <laughs> real life I want right, to see that yeah. Like um, And so I think You know I'm just being Grateful for the process At this point Right It's like Okay yeah. I'm in the moment I'm observing myself I see And one day I'll have the book Yeah And I'll be able to say This was my process And a lot of people You know Will think, oh, she just wrote a book. No, it's taking me however long yeah. and all of these processes Girl, that I, I have know. to process and push yeah. myself through to even get the words down. I know. You know, I've been writing a book since 2017, so right. I understand. So it's not, it's not like you, some things are, you just think about it and snap it into, right. you know, Thanos snap it into this existence isn't that. or non existent. Right, exactly. But this, for me, is not this is one of those things where it isn't that and I'm not used to that. And it's about patience. It's about patience and being patient with myself. Yeah. Because I think that when I su- surrender to the process, it'll all come out. Yep. The way it's supposed to. Right, exactly. You I'm not ready yet. It. Yeah, you ain't got to rush it. Yeah, and, it's, and that's okay. You've given birth three times. You know about not rushing stuff. So, you know, is I I um say that writing a book is akin to pregnancy. And that is abundance. Yeah. What you mean? Being able to pull something from the ethers. Oh, and turn it into something materialistic materialistic for people to use. Yes. True abundance. That's true abundance. Ah, you're so brilliant. You're so fucking smart, man. I'm all right. You're smart. (laughs) (laughs) But the fact, but I'm saying that's being able to do that. Yeah. That, like that's some grat- just having some gratitude for the fucking process, you know? right? Yeah. And I know we see so much creativity. We think, oh, so many creative people, but we don't know what their creative process right. is. Right. That's it. And that was the com- the comparison I was doing on TikTok right. the other day. I was comparing myself to other creators, and I'm like, why are you even doing that? Like, right. that's not your jam. Right. That's not even your bag. Right. So what are you doing? And it's not like it stops. Right. You just have to listen to the pattern when you're and getting learn in how that to, pattern and learn how to turn it off. Yep. Learn how to turn it off and interrupt it. Yeah. You asked about making lists earlier. Yeah. And as I was sitting here listening to you, I was thinking about how we reframe or interrupt mm. lack. And I thought about a list on one side. Make the list of all the things you tell yourself, mm. the doubt, the judgment. Make that list. And then right next to each of those things, make an affirming statement. Oh, reaffirm yourself from yes. the negativity. Change yeah. it. Like, Change mm-hmm. the negativity into an affirming statement about yourself. Like I am XYZ. Right. So That's for instance, the opposite of that. Right. So for instance, I'm, I'm a judger, right? So I can say I am judgmental. 
And then in the next column, what I would say to reframe that and create an affirmation for myself, I have an eye for detail. There it is. There it is. Right? Because that's what that is. Yeah. You care about the details. I care about the details. Right. Care about how shit look. Care and about I, how shit work. And, and that completely, even in me saying it, right. felt different when I said I am judgmental versus I care about the details. I like that. Two different things. So you can start there if you're a person who is struggling with lack conversation and you want to be able to reframe it. Start just reaffirming who you are. And if you can't come up with affirmations for yourself, Google some. Yeah, Google affirmations there, for that. Yeah. There are times when I'm doing my personal work, which means I'm probably like sitting in my bed thinking through some process and something, and I can't think past the issue that I'm mm. on. And so I just go straight to Google and I, I have Google help me mm-hmm. process through my shit. Right, right. So if I can't come up with affirm- affirmative language for myself, I Google affirmative language. Right, right. And I want to just note, because I don't know if we've ever explained this, processing. Processing is the act of talking yourself through something that you're considering or experiencing. Yes. So you're basically having a conversation with yourself about what you're experiencing. Right. Every detail. I am upset right now. Why am I upset? Somebody put this in my way and I tripped over it. Why does that bother me? Because I feel hurt when people don't consider me. Mm-hmm. Like this is processing and then it gets you to the root of yes. all of what is what you're carrying around. And so whenever you have this emotion, you can track it back to this feel- belief. Yep, the feelings and beliefs. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? So this is basic processing. This is all we're ever doing. If somebody makes you mad or whatever, and you ask, why am I mad? Right. What makes me upset about that? Right. Why does that bother me? Right. Who, where did I learn this from? Right. Yeah. Who first did this to me? Yeah. Or who first told me this? Yeah. Or where did I first witness this? Yeah. Why do I believe this? Mm-hmm. Is it helping me? Mm-hmm. Has it changed me? Mm-hmm. Has it changed, you know, the way that I live? How has it? Is it effective? Is it positive? Right. Is it working? Do I want this still? Exactly. Mm-hmm. These are, these are processing questions. Okay. Mm-hmm. So every time we're, introducing a new way of being into our space we got to process why we want it there and process how why it's not there right and then how, and what we're going to do to put, to it, put there. it there exactly yeah yeah i would also say um you know we talked about how to like reframe that lack conversation i think it's important that you, you focus on what you have and who mm-hmm. you are mm-hmm. Right. What do I have at my disposal? And I'm not talking about materialistic things. I'm talking about those um, aspects of your character and the quality of who you are that you can that you have to hold you up. Right. One thing that I do and I've been doing for some time now is I keep I keep two pictures of myself by my bed. I keep a picture of myself as an infant and then a picture of myself at 15. And I keep these two pictures by my bed to be a constant reminder of myself to care for Mm. myself. You know, so I recommend that you also put up around you reminders. You can I sometimes I write on my mirrors 
Like I put reminders wherever I need them. If I need some courage, that courage go right up on the mirror. Right. So every time I look in the mirror, I'm looking at some courage, right? So create spaces for yourself where you have reminders for yourself of who you are. Mm. Yeah. And I also, um, one of my things is when you said uh, focus on what you have, who is around you? Mm. What resources do you have? Mm. I want a new skill and I want to learn how to do it. And if I, yeah, I can YouTube everything. I, and I'm the YouTuber. I will YouTube you, your ass. She to ain't death. motherfucking lying. She YouTube this podcast. <laughs> yep, I did. I YouTube how to make a podcast. And that's how we talk to your ass. Um, YouTube does help. But sometimes you want that relationship space right. to create that space. So, like, right now, I want to learn how to sew. Angel's going to teach me. She keeps saying, bring your sewing machine, and we ain't did it yet. But this is something that's on my list. I have somebody who knows how to sew. Why don't I know this? Right. It's what? funny. My therapist just told me I need to be hanging out with you more. I was like, I see her every Sunday. She was like, yes, just to do the podcast. And then y'all get out with each other, right? Exactly. I know, right? It's that it's intentional, but it's not like friendship. It's different. It, it's, it's different. different. And it does. And it, we, because we had so much time together when we were younger. <laughs> Where we did just sit around each other, literally doing nothing for, hours. for nothing, like just literally breathing in each other's face. I think like our relationship evolved so much that that part kind of like fell off. Yeah, it we don't like, hang out anymore. Man. It was like, bitch, I know who you are. Um, and we don't need to hang right. out. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely need to pull out these sewing machines. Um, we should do it for your birthday. Oh, that would be cool if I'm in town. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Now we taking flights on our oh, birthday. Trying to and catch shit. a flight. Look I'm trying, that's that, why I need this shit to go away, so they don't be trying to let me on the plane and shit. <laughs> oh, but you can be in the back of the plane. Oh man, cocking cocking shit. Oh man, can you see somebody come out there and punch me in the forehead? They're like, ma'am, you got to get off get the, the plane. Fuck out. Look, because I would be the same way at this point. I know that's fucked up, but that's where we all are with this shit, okay? You can't even cough in public, okay? Sneeze, nothing. Don't sniffle, nothing. Take your ass in the house. Yep. Um, i always been an advocate of that, though, but before COVID. Um, but <laughs> So, like, look at what's in your space. Who do you know? You have a financial advisor around you. Why are you broke? Why is your fucking counts in the rears? You you got these ex, these people. You got somebody that uh, teach you about housing or about buying houses. A realtor around you. Why you don't know this? Now you sounding like a real black entrepreneur negro. Cause that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> this now, motherfucking get... system is failing. Right. The the one we're living in is failing. Girl. There's no reason why your nigga ass. Shouldn't be learning everything you need you to learn. Need you to. should be learning how to grow some shit. Yeah. I don't care if you're asking cucumbers for the rest of your life here. <laughs> Just learn how to learn grow Learn how to thing. grow something. Learn, like, what's accessible to you. Right. Like, don't be so fucking full of yourself that you can't learn from other people. Well, you know, it is it is a, a, a thing of virtue to be a lifelong learner. Yeah. And a lot of people don't necessarily or don't slow down enough in life to think about learning more. Man, I'm constantly I see some shit like you said on TikTok. I'm saving the video. I'm like, I'm come back for that. Like all of this fucking we are in the age of Aquarius. I know age of, of, age of Aquarius. Aquarius. The age this is the age of, of knowledge and combat and breaking systems. 
right? Yeah. That's what the that's what Aquariuses do. They destroy old paradigms. <laughs> they shift into new things. That's why they don't fuck with most human shit because it's whack. Um, that is true. And they create new ways to express themselves. So the re how we survive this is knowing the old ways. Mm. Well, I mean, if you on Black TikTok and all these Black farmers, yeah. And um, oh, naturally, get their damn cards so you could get some food. Okay, I mean it's just it's beautiful to watch. Yeah, right. It's beautiful to watch our people returning to the earth. And I think this is a signal that the ancestors have come back. Mm. Because honestly, this is who we are. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us were farmers, mm-hmm. market people mm-hmm. that were stolen and creative and brought here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because you know people thought they could live without us, um, but you can't. <clears throat> uh, so. <laughs> You thought you killed us, but you didn't. I think focus. Gotcha, on- nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep coming back like roaches. Uh, you said focus on what you have, and I think that rolls into thinking about the possibilities. Yes. Well, right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like or potential. Like, yeah. It was focusing possible. like potentially moving into the potential, like actualizing your potential, or thinking yeah. about your possibilities. Dreaming. Yeah, dreaming is so underrated, y'all. <sighs> Yeah, and then you know, I, it is important to say though, I understand people who can't dream because for a long time I didn't have dreams. Mm. I just did work, right? And I lived. Yeah, I wasn't thriving. I wasn't. You are on your program. Yeah, I was. I was very much in the program, right? All right. the way in the matrix. Can't see myself outside of my trauma and my pain, and I couldn't dream. And it wasn't until I started healing myself, like actively started healing myself that I was able to dream again. Yeah. And I'm glad you said active healing because we're all healing all the time. That's what this whole process is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This life earth Mm -hmm. experience. But you say active healing. That means actually moving yes. doing work towards you because yes. we're most people are passively healing yes like you're they going let the, the healing emotions. happen like a skint knee yeah 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 mm-hmm. like they're doing it but they're not really um paying attention to it they're not cultivating it right um it's just happening right and they might not even get the lessons or what they're supposed to get from right it and because so they, it's yeah. until they start actively healing and paying attention yeah so there's two different types of healing that we're always doing we're doing active healing and passive healing and mm-hmm. this is everything that in life you're either actively doing something or, or you're doing passively something. doing something. Um, there's an active way to do yoga and there's a passive way to do yoga. You pull out your mat and you get on it. That's passive. And you just sit in the pose and you're not like really forcing yourself into anything. That's mm-hmm. passive and that works too. And then there's active yoga where you're actually moving your muscles. You're t- pulling in your gut and mm-hmm. you're paying mm-hmm. attention to your breath. Mm-hmm. You're doing all of that. There's two ways to function in this, li- in this right. life. And we just don't don't have a choice in it honestly right like a lot of people are passively breathing <laughs> true you know what i mean that's what we do yeah you don't know you're Most breathing days, yeah you're just breathing i always say like uh when i get a sore throat right i don't realize how much i fucking swallow yeah until i got a sore throat. right right it'd be like damn this shit hurt right yeah like we passively eat right yeah you don't even you're not tasting the food you don't understand the texture you're not enjoying the aroma none of this shit you're just eating to eat right yeah yeah i passively eat all the time i can't do it mm-hmm. i love food too much yeah, i'm oh a passive God. eater we, i love food we just talked about that tory in nature of course oh you love God, food i love food 
Jesus, and a cancer on top of it. I love food, yo. Like, food is good as shit, yo. <laughs> and I, on the other hand, like food, yeah. Oh man, Food's this smooth. is where this is where the uh, the elite Negroes with the higher li- self living lose me. Honestly, I'm like, man, I gotta eat. What the fuck y'all talking about? I'm gonna eat this food. <laughs> I don't know if I want my perineal. My, I mean, not my perineal. My what's this called? Jesus. The pineal gland. The perineal gland. What's that? Perineal? I think it is called the perineal okay, gland. Okay, I don't know if I want that clean. <laughs> You don't want the calcium knocked off. I don't want no. I want to be calcified. I like a burger. (sighs) Girl, I love a good burger in a good state. Man, the fuck wrong with y'all? Shit. Yo, shit. Man, y'all tell me how. You know, I'm not. I'm not that person. You can't trick me into eating a. Uh, watermelon as a steak I, That ain't gonna work for me <laughs> Not a watermelon as a they steak They do that shit Like I'm good on that I Sometimes I try to shit with Kitty Cause you know he vegan He got me with the little grilled pineapples That was cute But it's not me ho Right right It like, ain't a burger It, it ain't, ain't a burger. burger Like where's the rest of this shit Is this coming with fish <laughs> <laughs> Well fish will be good With some grilled pineapple all right. All right. So I think we at our mumbo sauce. I think we are at the mumbo sauce. So you want to get a mumbo sauce or you want me to give it? I mean, you could give it. For today's mumbo sauce, we want you all to focus on abundance um, and ask for abundance that you would like in any form, any form that you wish. Meditate or pray on that ask for 90 days. Yeah, 90 days confirms a habit, okay? And don't worry if you don't do all 90 days. It's the attempt that matters, right? You know, so even if you did it for 60 or 70 days, it's still programmed in you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hard to do something for 90 days. It is. but It's, it's hard to do something for 30 days. You could do it. And if you don't want to go the whole 90 days, do a 30-day ask. I, yeah, you could do 30, but I'm going to really say strive for that 90 days. Don't shortchange yourself. Don't shortchange yourself. Because even if you don't make the 90 days, you'll do it even when you're not thinking about it. Mm. It'll become a part of your life. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? 30 days, we've seen pretty people do 30-day diets, and then they go back and do whatever And do the same want. thing. Exactly. Yeah, but 90 days 90 is really days the, the change mark. Yep. Yeah. That's why treatment is 90 days. Right. That's why treatment is 90 <laughs> days. A lot of behavior change activities is, is rooted in a 90-day uh, model. Right, because it's not really about your behavior changing. It's that you have the behavior change in accessible your, in, yeah, your mind in your mind and body. Yes, yes. exactly. Oh, and you know, you're taking me to a quote I wanted to share. Oh, yeah. With the people Um, And this is a quote from Lao Cha And it says When you realize there is nothing lacking The whole world belongs to you Ashe Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah That you are Limitless Infinite potential Infinite possibilities Infinite potential So y'all be great out there Yeah it's in you It is all right. Oh, that's a good show. I like that. Um, I'm, I'm big enough. That's who the fuck. You know it's good. All right. <laughs> Say it's good, nigga. Say, Say it's good. good. Right. <laughs> who, where that come from? Nowhere. I just pulled it out my head. That sound like a boo. Say like you like pinky. it. Say like you like it. Pinky. You know. Pinky. Oh, Say pinky. something else, nigga. Say oh, something, something else. else. Oh, yeah. All right. So y'all know where y'all can get us um, on the socials. Salt, pepper, ketchup, Pod. pod. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. 
That's email or Gmail is salt pepper ketchup podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. And we see y'all next week, man. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Peace.